Good morning and welcome to worship this day in the midst of Holy Week, Monday, Thursday. Thank you, Jessica. Felix, for reading today. Thank you. Ryan, for assisting. For all of us in the worshiping presence to uh, respond boldly and sing loudly would be the word for today. We'll uh, spend a moment of silence and then uh, start with our canticle, hymn number 241. Uh, first verse. Today's first reading is from the Gospel of John, chapter 13. Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew this, Jesus knew that his hour had become to depart from the world and to go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them till the end. The devil had already put into the hearts of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during the supper, Jesus, knowing the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured out water into the basin, and began to wash his disciples' feet, to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon, Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless... Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but my hands and my, my head. When he had gone out, Jesus said, now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and he will glorify him at once. Little children, I am, going, I am with you only for a, for a little longer. You will look for me, and as I have said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you this new commandment, that you love one another, just as I have loved you, also you, also you should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, you have love for one another. Our second reading is from the first, first John chapter 4. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Here ends the readings. Thanks be to God. God's grace and God's peace be your grace and peace this day. Amen. Yes, it is Monday, Thursday. In the whole of the Christian church, this is the day when we remember at Jesus' command the last supper that he shared with his immediate disciples and asked them to remember and repeat. 
Remember his love for them and for us. Repeat this action of loving one another every day, always. Remember and repeat. But now, this. You could look it up on your Google app and find 1217 North Avon Street, Burbank, California. It was the home that I arrived at after my birth and left with my parents from that address when I was in seventh grade. Avon Street in Burbank is a classic street, homes separated by driveways, backyards just big enough in which to play catch or get air enough under a frisbee, front yards just big enough so that you would work up a sweat walking behind a push mower. Houses close enough to each other that you knew exactly who was yelling at whom in the neighboring house. A wall separated 1217 and 1219 Avon Street. And the wall plantings were a set of agave cacti. Big, gnarly, nasty, long fronds with daggers at the end. Their appearance still sends a shiver inside. But when you're eight years old and you fashion yourselves, yourself to be one who would push the rules and not listen to mom or dad, and you adopt a fearless mentality, the wall between the houses was the place on which to walk, even though the moat on each side were those plants. Confession, most appropriate for Monday Thursday. I am certain on this particular day, I had stretched my mother to every emotional limit that she knew. Her patience had run out. So, as I lay face down on the kitchen table, I could hear the conversation between my mother and father. It sounded like this. Mom would say, your turn. I told him not to walk on that wall. I'm so very angry. It's your turn. Dad. Okay, pass me the tweezers. I've got this. It's important to know that the only thing my father hated more than removing splinters was the sound of his children in pain. So, with tweezers in hand, my father took control of the moment to get a wad or a bunch or a gaggle or whatever you call splinters from agave cacti in the back of your legs out. Okay, probably there were no more than two or three, but it seemed like an awful lot of them. If my father was anything, 
He was delicate. He studied each splinter and figured out how to remove them along the path of least resistance. And if they resisted, then he would strike a match and hold it up to a hat needle, sterilizing it, and then inserting it into that pathway, wiggling it, to create a larger pathway for extraction. Looking at the reaction of some of your faces, I'll stop with the details. It wasn't easy. He had a way, as if he were fearless in the face of this. To this day, when my children get splinters, I channel my dad, who became fearless in the face of such a difficult and delicate thing to do. Perhaps you've heard the saying, we don't know what we don't know. Often, we don't, often what we don't know rains fear down upon us and we punish ourselves for not knowing. Assuming that if we knew more, we would fear less. The writer of 1 John walks us down the path wherein love drives out fear. And not just any love, but perfect love. So on this day of Holy Week, we're invited to wonder, what does perfect love look like? What does it sound like? What does it feel like? What is the appearance of the perfect love of God? We could spend all day wondering, and I would encourage you to do so. But for me, what does God's perfect love look like? It is unconditional. It comes at us with no judgment. It loves us just as we are, flaws and splinters and scars and all of our confidence. It is wrapped around us shield-like, blanket-like, protective and merciful in equal portion. But what does the perfect love of God sound like? To me, it is the echo of my dad. As I remember that when I am at my worst, when my fears drive me away from engaging, when all of my stuff disables my capacity to love, it is God's voice. Have no fear. I've got this because I've got you. Remember and repeat. Remember and repeat. Amen.